To all appearances, they should have been very happy. He was a famous Parisian dandy, although his only ticket to high society was his title of Marquis. She, having left her native America to live in Paris, was harassed to a fortune so large it would require more than one lifetime to spend. It was in Paris's Belle Epoque that the lives of Anna Gould and Bunny de Castellan would come together. However, we can't talk about love here. Because their meeting in 1894 had nothing to do with the romanticism of the city of love. You're listening to For Better and For Worse, a podcast dedicated to the most unexpected and thrilling wedding stories. For better and for worse. You're about to discover the first episode dedicated to one of the most famous wedding of the 19th century. Let's dive into this interesting story about the American billionaire Lady Anna Gould and the French Count Boniface de Castellan. This wedding was one of the first of kind and started a new trend, uniting the new world, American wealth, and the old world, European nobility. Anna Gould was the second child of a family of six children. She lost her parents when she was a young lady and inherited an impressive amount of money from the new American railway business. She was known not only for her impressive wealth, but also, unfortunately, for her lack of beauty. After her father's death in 1892, she decided to come to Paris dreaming of finding a charming prince. She attended one of Mrs. Red's well-known salons and was introduced to the infamous Parisian dandy, Count Boniface de Castellan. Bonny was considered to be one of the most elegant and handsome men of the high French society. However, his family was running out of money. Unlike Anna, who was looking for love, Bonny's motivation was very different. A wedding with her would restore the flair of his old bloodline and would allow him to live high on the hog. Anna, on her end, would become a countess and be part of the highest Parisian sphere. This was a fair deal, according to Bonny. One year after they met in Paris, they married in New York in March 1895. The Gould Palace was full of white roses and orchids, and the bride was wearing the Castellan family jewels. A profusion of pearls and diamonds embroidered in an ivory satin dress. Her engagement ring was made of a ruby and a sapphire. Back in Paris, and thanks to Anna's fortune, they became regular important clients of Boucheron on Place Vendôme. In 1895, Anna visited Boucheron's Place Vendôme boutique to prepare her generous wedding basket. Her family ordered a Tara diamonds, a 
emeralds, rubies and pearls. According to the archive books, she ordered a 200 diamond line Riviera necklace, a white, pink and blue diamond brooch, a pearl chocker necklace. On his side, Boney made important purchases to show everyone in Paris his wealth. In April 1896, they bought an impressive diamond Riviera for 225,000 francs. In December that same year, a ruby and diamond brooch. In 1897, a tiara with diamond clover leaves. But it is in June 1896 that Boney made one of the most important purchases at Boucheron, a necklace of 29 natural pearls highlighted with faceted diamond slices. A very original and unique creation by Frédéric Boucheron and his designer Paul Legrand for an amount of 550,000 francs at the time. Back then, diamonds were very affordable in comparison to natural pearls. A single pearl could be worth an entire diamond tara. Yes, you heard that right. A pearl could be sold for 70,000 gold francs, which was the same price as a small diamond tara at the time. The amount of 550,000 francs was so important that Boney asked to pay it in four times. Archives show that Frédéric Boucheron sent some letters to remind him of his debt. Indeed, Boney spent a lot of money to embellish his lifestyle. Here are a few. He purchased the 18th century Chateau du Marais, 40 kilometers away from Paris, with its remarkable gardens à la française. But it was not enough, so he decided to build a small Versailles castle in the heart of the French capital. The Palais Rose, that was on what is referred today as l'Avenue Foch, could welcome 2,000 guests. Boney was not only spending huge amounts of Anna's money, he was also having affairs. Humiliated and bored, Anna asked for a divorce in 1906. Boniface de Castan was consequently left without any money but kept his sarcastic humor. He once said after a dîner en ville, Lucky I was here. If not, I would have been dying of boredom. He returned to his mother's home. Meanwhile, Anna paid her ex-husband's debt back to Boucheron for the pearl necklace. One year after the divorce, Maison Boucheron welcomed Anna again as she was about to marry Bonny's cousin, the Prince de Sagan and future Duke of Talleyrand-Périgord. In addition to her engagement ring, she acquired some important pieces of jewelry for herself and for her daughter-in-law. For example, she bought a gold bag, a tassel pendant set with diamonds and a pearl hair comb. She also acquired a spectacular diamond and feather tiara made in 1913. Among all her orders, the most outstanding is probably the diamond necklace with a 69 carat pear-shaped diamond pendant ordered in 1927. Widowed, 
Anna returned to the United States in 1939, but chose to spend the last days of her life in Paris, passing in 1961. She is buried in the Passy Cemetery near Trocadero. We hope you enjoyed this true and epic Bouchon story and look forward to releasing a new episode about the most unexpected and thrilling wedding stories.